0: Welcome everybody to Dublin Tech Talks. We have Anthony Quigley with us in the studio today. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you very much. Uh, Anthony Thank is you your serial entrepreneur at this stage, um, focusing on edtech and, and SaaS, founding such businesses: the Code Institute, Corporate Governance Institute, UX Design Institute. Uh, we'll talk about your new venture as well today. Uh, so, divi- actually. Great to meet you finally in person. Uh, we've yeah, spoken many times yeah, on the definitely. phone and on a video. So yeah. excited to hear. We're going to talk about your journey, your business, why you focused on, on SaaS education or just availability of, of online education. And we'll go from there. So, Anthony, yep. do you want to give us a bit of a background about yourself and sure. how you got to where you are today? Okay. Uh, yeah, no problem. By the by, the way,
1: just in case, uh, Coleman Walsh is listening. Who is the founder <laughs> of uh, UX Design Institute? I better put, the, 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 COVID put it straight <laughs> and say I'm. I'm an investor and I'm a shareholder, but I'm I'm not the founder. Oh, exactly. But I I do help out Colin from time to time. He'd be delighted to hear. Um, so I won't point him at that point at that part. So how did I get here, Jeannie Mackers? Uh, that's it. And a, we've only twenty minutes. And we've only and we've only <laughs> we'll twenty give minutes. twenty five. So so we better start yesterday. <laughs> I know. I I suppose I bumped into education in Microsoft. I was working in Microsoft, and Microsoft has a uh, you know a fairly major education program because obviously they want all micro everyone who who is an engineer out there software engineer to be microsoft mm. uh, accredited so i started with that uh but the big uh the big i suppose leap forward uh for me was digital marketing institute so along with a guy called uh, ian Dodson, we founded digital marketing institute and we just jumped on and we happened to bump into a wave um People wanted to understand what it means to. How do you get to the top of Google? How do you advertise on Facebook? What's this Google Analytics stuff? Mm. You know all of that. Uh, and in fact, Facebook was only beginning. Uh, Twitter wasn't even founded. Mm. Um, and we just jumped on this is this thing called digital marketing. There was lots of marketing courses out there. We we jumped on this thing called digital marketing, and uh, fortunately, it was a it was a wave, and we rode that wave, and uh, it was very successful um and one of the things that we did by the way as as you mentioned before we went on air uh is we moved from classroom based to online mm-hmm. based um and that was a that was a major uh, we strapped on our trousers <laughs> because we switched <laughs> off classroom mm-hmm. we were going to do i it's around about 2012 uh, 13 um Myself and Ian came in after Christmas and said, look, this classroom stuff is killing us. There's yeah. so much admin, the costs are huge, getting lecturers into the room. You know, because we were now running courses in London, uh, Dublin, Belfast, Cork, Galway, Manchester, Holland, I think as well. And we were doing some in, in Sweden. But, mm. you know, and so the admin and the cost was huge and it wasn't hugely profitable. So we switched. Um, And uh, it was funny, you know, getting all the salespeople who previously were selling the advantages of being in the classroom to suddenly (laughs) want to to go into a classroom. The pivot. Oh, (laughs) unbelievable! Those classrooms are terrible. (laughs) Imagine going into a classroom on a dark evening in November, and you have to get to a smelly hotel. You know, (laughs) so so we switched over, and it was really, really successful. Um, And obviously, we grew tremendously. So, um, you know, we drew, We were growing at 50, 60, 70% per annum uh, for about eight years, I'd say.
2: Yeah. Now, um, there's a business logic there, right, in terms of operational efficiency. But mm. there's an access issue from from the learner's perspective as well, right? I mean, it,
1: well, it's, it's one of the things that's, that's happened, and it was accelerated with the pandemic, is this move away from the classroom. Yeah. Um, and we fortunately, you know, whatever, whatever company it is, Fortunately, you have the skills to be able to deliver this, mm. and it's really interesting. Both my sons were in in college during uh, the pandemic, and the the quality of the delivery left a lot to be desired. Really, yeah. And it was mm. it 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 was be, not because they wouldn't be able to; it was because they'd never been trained. Yeah, they'd never had to. This was something they had to jump into. Mm. Now they're getting much much better. Yeah, um, but there still is a. Uh, a throwback to classroom, um, certainly in universities. And one of the things we found in, in Digital Marketing Institute was that we were getting a lot of marketing graduates coming to us to learn digital mm. straight after college. Yeah. Straight after crazy. college. So, so yeah. four years in college and then they came to us, mm. which was absolutely, as you say, crazy. Yeah. They were learning about AdWords and Google and what have you. Um And so... From there, by the way, we went and bundled our products and sold them into universities. Mm. Not in Ireland. Ireland's universities are very closed. Yeah. But in in the states, there's lots and lots of universities, and Canada are really open. Australia is really open, and there are certain parts of Europe that are really open. Universities will take a a, a course mm. that somebody else has built and plug it into theirs because they know they know they just don't have the skills internally to mm. start building a course. Like and,
0: in, in 01, I I didn't marketing. And they were still talking about marketing mix. And that was like the majority of the, te- like of your exams was about yeah. traditional marketing methods. Yeah. And you left in 01 going, don't yeah. think about digital. In
1: 01. Yeah. Actually, we were hiring people in, I had a conference company. I'd say about 2017, we hired somebody from some US uh, university graduate. And she said her main lecture was radio advertising. Yeah. He knew radio yeah. advertising, so think about it. Look, yeah. you know, it's it's yes, it is the fault of the universities. It's not the fault. What they do is they they hire in people and they put them on till pension. Mm. And what happens is if your if your knowledge is stuck in television advertising, yeah. well, that's what you're going to teach. Of course, you, know? yeah. you don't know how Google works. You don't know about yeah. the budgeting of Google or you know on Facebook or Twitter or how how the ads work. You know, listen, <laughs> I was in an event. In November, I think it was, and the guy was talking about. To you know, we were at a, a, an entrepreneur event, and one of the leaders was talking about the fact that he never sees this company in the papers and I hears them on the news. And mm. you know, the owner, <laughs> the founder, just turned around and said, "Why would you? Yeah. We don't. You know, that's not our it's audience. Not where we are, yeah. That's not. A, we're on Insta. Yeah.
2: Mm. That's yeah. it.
1: I mean, they were on Insta. So as
2: as for any entrepreneur, though, mm. you fit on something there, and I've heard you speak about it before that that kind of packaging and partnership consideration is really important right it's I mean that can be the catalyst for for big growth is that a universal thing I mean if people don't have a plan for that if they're you know an early stage company in whatever areas that's something that you would recommend they really make some
1: if you can figure out uh, how to partner because mm. partnerships come in in vast different ways mm-hmm. shapes and forms um, so you know in my experience in Digital Marketing Institute we went with training providers so, you know, somebody who's selling Microsoft training or Cisco training or whatever. And we went along with our little box. Mm. And we said, in this box is digital marketing training. Why don't you sell it and see how you get on? Then you put, you put this on your portfolio. You can sell it to all your customers. Mm. And hey, bingo, that yeah. worked. And that worked around the globe. Mm-hmm. However, with Code Institute, uh, we have a different partner model and we go through certification organizations who then sell into universities. And so those guys deliver through universities across the UK. Uh, we sell into Germany through government funding. Mm. And so there's, there's a whole range, like in, in, in Corporate Governance Institute, we're only figuring out what kind of partners are they? Are yeah. they big organizations who just have lots of directors on their books? Mm. Or are they other training companies? And it's going to be a mix. And over the course of the next few years, We'll figure that out, but mm. we're 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 working pretty fast at doing that. We have about a dozen already, and some will work out, and some will not. Yeah,
0: yeah. The code institute mm. probably is the fundamental. Like you look at educational systems mm. and and mm. where it should be going, and you, know, you can get a certification in three months. It's full time. Mm. You know, it's it's difficult. It's not handed out. Yeah, yeah. Where you know courses in in colleges are still fundamentally teaching mm-hmm. a mm. C sharp Java based course that they have architecture they have you know it takes forever to get to the point where you can be quicker and faster getting to market with the the diversity
2: piece is interesting because what has changed is it doesn't matter so whatever the path you've chosen people are now open to and I think that you know certainly in the in the business world we are starting to see people relax and say look you don't that's just as good as that it's about your skills and what you can bring to the to the table I mean the whole education Policy piece from in terms of what we're teaching how we're teaching is a different conversation. But I think do you, was that also that change is that part of the success? Do you think? Well,
1: I I think what what I do is I'm in the vocational business. Mm. I'm not in the on the the sub you know the undergraduate business. Yeah. Uh, so most of my customers are they they're either postgraduate or or they're relearning something else or changing changing careers and so on. Um, So what people want is to equip themselves as quickly as possible, Mm. in the best way as possible. Some look for certification and some don't look for certification. But if you're certified, it just gives you that extra bit of Mm. uh, kudos, I suppose. Um, And so what we're doing is we're giving not just the basics, but we're giving all the tools or as many tools as possible to somebody to either step into the boardroom Mm. or to apply sustainability in the in the workplace or to get a job with Google or whoever. Yeah. So, you know, the Code Institute, for instance, you know, we're gonna we're gonna uh, deliver out to the market, if that's what, you know, yeah. th- if that's what we, we want to call it. We deliver products and the products are people who have skills in in yeah. software development. We're gonna deliver maybe a thousand this year, maybe yeah. more, maybe yeah. twelve hundred. And that's a phenomenal rate. Yeah. yeah. And it's only a tip of the iceberg because there's, the, you know, the demand is just so huge across mm. Europe. And most of our business is, is in Europe. You know, most of our business, certainly if your code is, would be uh, Holland, Sweden, UK, Ireland, Germany, mm. and then tapping into, into Italy and so on. But essentially their demand is huge. And even though there's a, you know, there's, there has been a shift in, in tech over the last six to nine months and there's been a downturn. And we saw yesterday that PayPal are now. Going to shed some jobs, you know. Facebook has, or Meta, mm. uh, Google has, and so on. But every company needs tech. Yeah, every company needs some kind of uh, digital awareness and digital infrastructure. So there's jobs for everyone at this stage. And the people who are coming out of Google and Meta and so on will find jobs elsewhere. Yeah, you know they're they're highly skilled. Yeah. So as you say, the the employers are looking at people in the whole, mm. as opposed to can you. Code a piece of yeah. of uh, you know C or whatever
0: coding is Coding's going to come less. I'll shit myself. Listen back at this in a year or two, but there there are other alternatives now for like coders. There is low code, no code. We, we we talked about, and so it's now about how you adapt your workforce into that new environment, and and obviously reskilling is really important. It is, and and you're no, you're absolutely right about the uh, the
1: coding. By the way, so in in certainly corporate governance and in sustainability. Uh, and other companies that I'm involved with, what what you're finding is that it's actually ap- understanding tech and understanding yeah. API sets and making sure that when somebody hits the website that they can pay and mm-hmm. that's recognised in HubSpot, which automatically triggers an invoice, which automatically asks for the payment, grabs the payment, puts it in the bank, makes sure that the invoice is recognised as paid, <laughs> and, you know, and the accounts yeah. the accounts work. And... How do we get on? Get, you know, for instance, let's say somebody signs up to uh, a sustainability course. So, how do we recognize the payment, put them onto the learning management system immediately, without them having to type in more passwords mm. and mm. rename this and that and the other? And then, once they've done that, how do we get them onto the exam system, which is a different system, yeah, w- completely smoothly and and mm. you know that they don't know they're moving from from platform to platform and then once they've done the exam mm. let's give them the uh let's give them the, the certificate mm. and that's on a different platform as well so we're moving between platforms and it's it's an understanding of yeah. that kind of how does all that work mm. and do I have a big b- bigger picture of that is is where a lot of this is going
2: yeah yeah so just what mm. it, with the work that you're doing right now mm. what attracted you to the the uh the the glow of corporate governance <laughs>
1: The glow of corporate guns, the, exciting, <laughs> the exciting, world, exciting world, the exciting world of corporate guns. <laughs> Nobody else is there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, it's, it's really interesting. I met a guy called David Duffy, mm-hmm. who's my business partner in that, and we met during uh, lockdown actually on the twenty third of March, twenty twenty. So we didn't meet for about ten or eleven months. Wow. Yeah. Um, we were doing all this online, and uh, I was introduced by, by somebody else, a mutual friend, and he said, "Look, I've tried this before, mm. and it didn't go particularly well." Uh, I think there's a demand for this. There are some players out there. They're very expensive. They don't seem to be that good. Mm. Um, And so I took maybe a month or two. We researched it. uh, We went into the detail. We realized this is actually a billion dollar market. Mm. And then we went, you know, six months later where now it's a multi-billion dollar market. Uh, and the players are not very good. Mm. And none of them were thinking globally. None of them were outside the classroom. Mm. So you've got a lot of domestic players. So in in Australia, there's some good players. Mm. In Canada, there's some good players. In the UK, there's some good players. But there's nobody fully online uh, with a global view. So we just took a global view, went straight online. We have customers in 30 countries. Mm. Uh, we're three years old. We're growing at a rate of 120% per year. And we'll continue to do that for the next few years. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> the the glow of corporate governance, I wouldn't call it a glow. <laughs> Listen, it's the same. Yeah. It's a very similar model. No, I get it. You, you know, know, if mm. you're selling knitting or you're selling, you know, uh, gardening uh, training or... Software mm. or sustainability—it's a similar process in order to get to the right market. Yeah. It's all about getting the product market fit. Mm. That—that—that's—that's that, that's, that's that. That
2: came up. That only one half of one percent of board members yeah. are certified. I yeah. mean, that's one of those ones where you think, "Oh, they've missed—they've missed—they've missed a, missed a there's few there's numbers there." That. Yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. that, and yeah. I've got some it, some questions around that. But like, I mean, that's the problem you're trying to solve, right? Yes, essentially. Yeah. But like. The question then would go like, well, on what basis are people appointed? Are, are people appointed, you know, by reputation or the fact yeah. that, okay, they've had a successful career, but, you know, what, what how is that going to benefit bar their yeah. own experience and not structured kind of...
1: Okay, so let me try and answer that by going back to digital marketing. Yeah. Digital Marketing Institute was founded on this wave, as I said, mm-hmm. and everybody suddenly needed, companies needed to find out what is this digital because I've got a guy in the corner talking about Twitter <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's our voice. Yeah. Now, what they didn't realise is he was the only voice out to the outside world from mm. that company and mm. that was wrong. So things have changed but we rode that wave. So let's look at governance mm-hmm. and governance is being majorly affected by directors doing exactly what they shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. So you take, I don't know, FedEx. Is it FedEx? No, no, no. Wells Fargo. Sorry. FedEx, cross, cross. Apologies, FedEx. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it was well. Wells Fargo made a complete hames of of basically.
0: Two is good, ten is better, eight is better. something Yeah, other. yeah,
1: yeah. You know, they, they there are lots and lots of cases of big companies and small companies doing bad governance mm. Things and activities and getting into trouble and now fines are starting yeah. to, mm-hmm. to flow. So there is a small wave happening. Um, and also the customers and care cost- more. All the stakeholders. Yeah. So if you're going to, in fact, I'll tell you what it is, kids are coming in yeah. to, when they're looking for a job yeah. in the interview, mm. they'll ask about, certainly they'll ask about what's your approach to climate change and mm-hmm. sustainability and now they're asking what, what, tell me about your ESG policies mm-hmm. and some of them the, sh- the smarter and sharper ones are saying well tell me about how the board works tell me about your governance mm-hmm. what happens if who are your investors and so on and so mm-hmm. forth and it's really really important it's becoming more important so there is a bit more focus mm-hmm. on that correctly so for all the wrong reasons and mm-hmm. all I'm doing is re- realising and recognising those reasons and jumping aboard and saying, we can help. Yeah. And it, by the way, you know, what I do like about education in general is it is a positive, it leaves a positive footprint. Mm. It, and it doesn't matter in what sector, whether mm. it's corporate governance, what we're doing is we're helping companies improve the way they deal with their customers, their stakeholders, the society, you know, should, should, should companies think about um about how they treat their their own customers, how they treat their staff, and we're improving that, I think, mm-hmm. by educating those board yeah. members. If you move to coding, we're improving the individual's ability to uh, get a job, improve themselves. you know there's there's examples the brilliant examples in in code institute of there was one guy who made chicken sandwiches. He made chicken sandwiches. He went to his aunt, and he uh, he or his, his granny was his aunt anyway, he borrowed the money yeah. to go on this course. He now works in San Francisco for Intercom and he's been promoted three or four times mm. and he's absolutely delighted with mm. himself. You know, so so there are some great examples yeah. of positive, leaving positive footprints. Absolutely. Constantly. Yeah. I, in fact, with digital market, there was a guy, I was walking down actually at, this, at Dub- <laughs> Dublin Street a few months ago and a guy what, straight, came straight across the road to me and I thought, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm in big trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I've done, I mean, he says, are you Anthony Quigley? I said, yes. Yes, please don't hit me. Take she it. You no, know, he put out his <laughs> hand, he shook my hand, he said, thank you so much. And I said, why? He said, I went on digital marketing course, I did the postgrad, I did the first course, then I did the postgrad, I now employ 12 people Amazing. in a digital agency. Yeah, and you know, listen, education needs a fo- positive footprint. And yeah. that's That's one of the lovely things about education. Mm. Now you couldn't necessarily say that if I was in, I don't know, oil or property or finance Microsoft. it's not always <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not it, all companies do not always yeah. leave a positive footprint yeah, but I for think sure. in
2: general education does but I think there are uh, companies are being held accountable
1: mm. for the footprint mm. they leave now in Absolutely. a way that they haven't
2: before which Correct. you know is, is a catalyst for change yeah. well
1: yeah. that's you know one of, the, one of the, the extensions of what we did in, in Corporate governance Institute is we introduced an ESG yeah. for directors and, and senior leaders uh, course and that's phenomenally po- phenomenally popular, by the mm. way. It's just it's it's taken off because of exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Is companies are now thinking about and concerned with how their footprint is, whether it's global footprint or mm. the footprint of, of of their staff or their you know footprint on society. You know, if you're a if you're a milk producing company in in the Midlands, then you know how does that affect the people around you and and the the waters around mm-hmm. you and you know the the, the the what's the supply chain all the way through mm-hmm. to the farmer who's supplying the milk and how is he feeding his animals and so on yeah. and so forth okay
0: <laughs> 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 lots to think about. yeah yeah no, no, it's, you, it's, you think of like corporate governance you, you you just naturally think like all the that's sorted now like we all saw the the enrons and and so on and so on then you just look at the what you call the guy in America that the the crypto guy that oh yeah yeah threw yeah. out billions and it's just but like, lo- it's, uh, that's yeah. this that's last six weeks. I yeah. I th- I heard you yeah. say
2: somewhere that was a um white stale. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Frail yeah. like and and that is like it's challenging. What was your does your board represent you know broadly your the demographic of your customer the things you want to make an impact on and you know what's the diversity on your board beyond you know the the pillars 20% that we would expect, i think like, that's you know? i presume
1: you're asking about ones board as opposed to my board yeah,
2: yeah. no sorry ones uh, board yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean like it's, yeah, it shouldn't just be male female ethnicity you know should it should be background influence age mm. everything like i mean should should people be thinking more broadly about yeah, the people tra- they put around yeah, them yeah
0: so you traditionally see boards as say non execs would be ex industry yeah. type people that are who, on six a, different who,
2: boards and just and have a taking a pay- play, yeah. Don't get me wrong, we'll bring a lot to the table yeah. but there will be gaps in terms of these new yeah. things that people yeah. need to be more it's, aware it's, of.
0: Especially as you said Anthony about employees are coming into a business now and going what is that and if yeah. they don't represent, if the board and non-execs don't really represent yeah. the day-to-day, yeah. how attractive is that to a business?
1: So it's, it's and I I and I use this phrase, pale, stale, male quite often, frail quite often frail <laughs> yeah. and you know why is that yeah. it's because it's traditionally and i mean last 50 yeah. to 100 years um somebody who's been in a bank and worked in a bank for 40 years what skills do they have in you know in helping a board who are milk let's go back to the milk, you know, milk a milk producer. Mm. There's no real skills. But they've been they've been the bank manager in the in the mm. small town forever. So therefore they must know lots. That's not true. And people yeah. are being found out for not being yeah. true. Mm. So so what how do you build a representative board? Mm. Well, you can't have diversity in thinking unless you have diversity in people. Yeah. So it definitely you you gotta balance that diversity of people with the kind of business that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's probably no point in having if you're a gym owner and you're attracting 20somethings, having a bunch of men mm. who look like me and who you know are white stale what did I say Pale, stale and frail, frail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, deciding what machines yeah. go in and, mm. and, and the, the, the governance of that of that gymnasium. Mm. Um, so you have to, you have to prepare your board for the outcomes that you want Mm. but at the same time recognizing actually there's a whole bunch of inputs that we need to consider as Mm. well so does that mean bring diversity bring you know uh people of color bring women we're only at the beginning of this yeah and the interesting thing is it is being implemented or sorry mandated Mm. in some countries across the globe um i think in the uk they've just mandated 40 percent of boards have to be uh female Mm. by i think it's next year um, so, you know, that's happening and that will definitely bring uh, different types of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it, it, and that's so important to have other voices yeah. coming in. And that's why we have, for instance, on all my companies, we have um, a board of advisors. Mm. And so the board of advisors is not to make us look good. What it is, is to, to beat us down <laughs> and and say, no, 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 you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. You're not thinking about, you know, these things these aspects mm. of the business and you need to start thinking about that because otherwise you're going to remain in a in a particular lane and stay in that lane now mm. that's good in some ta- in some cases by the way you know in terms of marketing and sales and so on we are very niche you know corporate governance is pretty a pretty niche sport you know mm. it's a speciality sport um <laughs> so you know we we know we don't want to advertise to people who are 21 yeah and we don't want to advertise to people who are 83 mm. and we don't want to advertise to people who just don't fit the bill. Mm. So we need to figure out, you know, how do we, who do we advertise to? Well, Mm. we advertise to the people who are at senior, senior leadership level and at board level. And we need to say certain things to them. So if you're a senior leader and you're not on the board, well, here's how you can get on the board. If you're on the board, uh, then we need to talk about certification. And Mm. here's what you need to think about, whether you're in the board in Botswana or in, in Mm, Boltsbridge, you know, the same questions have to be asked. The same questions around, around, um, you know, finance and how, what's, how's, how do you read profit and loss account? Uh, um, what about the risk associated? And, and board members tend not, they, they don't ask awkward questions because they mm. don't like to ask awkward questions. But you need to ask every once in a while, so what's the risk register look like? Mm. Tell me about the risks that we have yeah. to this business, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and we need to, and all we need to do is tell people to, how to ask those questions. How to ask questions about finance, how to ask questions about staffing, how to ask questions about succession planning and so mm. on. So there's there's specific areas that we're just teaching people.
2: It's funny you talked, I heard you talk about your days in uh, IOL and that took me back. I worked in tech support for a, a US OEM uh, and we were on the help desk, we heard all sorts of crazy stories. Now early days, people's <laughs> first computer, yeah. the things you think aren't real, are finding a mouse in a box and it's not yeah. an electronic device. Um, and I was going to say, you know, that it's been, I was thinking, God, the, the transformation in education mm. and everything. I was like, it's like overnight. And I went, oh no, it's 25, 26 yeah. years ago yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so thanks for the memories, but also, you know, on a, uh, not so thankful for the realisation <laughs> that I'm quite old now. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, IOL was uh, Janie
1: Mackers. 99, that's um, 99-ish. Yeah, uh, 98, 99. Mm. Uh, so what's that? 25, Twenty five, six years ago, yeah, exactly. Counted the one yeah, yeah. before. No, they were they were mad days. Yeah. Before
0: we finish, yeah. on the, next on your plan, what is the the next kind of project you 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 are lining up? So we're working on uh, the Institute of Sustainability Studies.
1: Um, we think there's a. In fact, we know we've done a ton of research, and we know there's a there's a bunch of um, opportunity in sustainability for businesses, for Mm, SMEs. So what's happening is, it's really interesting. So big companies, whether they're Bank of Ireland or or Deutsche Bank or um, uh, Google, what they do is they go to the big four consultants and they say, here's lots of money. Tell me how to implement sustainability in ESG and make me a better company. Mm. Whereas you go down to sub 500 people, in the company and and they just don't have the funds to do that and they don't have the yeah. relationships and so on. So the question is can we take those learnings from the big companies and bring them to the small companies and that's exactly what we're doing. And um, so we're up and running. We have a, 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 a diploma in business sustainability and um, it the January cohort is filled, uh, February cohort is nearly filled and we're running one a month to start off with um, and we're just teaching people about how to get how to get their business sustainable. Mm. Um, we give them a bunch of templates, a bunch of tools, a bunch of um, uh, directives, uh, pra- best practices, and so on. And we have industry for it's it's always industry people. Yeah. So there are mm. people who are doing this uh, day in day out, and they're coming in. They're explaining this is what we do in terms of I don't know recycling cups and switching off lights and you know saving the oil and not throwing the milk down the 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 river or whatever it, whatever it is you know but but it's real practical stuff yeah um and it's 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 a huge absolutely ginormous market and so what we're doing is we're carving a niche there's a bunch again look it's like uh, corporate governance. There's a bunch of players in the market. Mm. Most of them, really interestingly, are coming from university because mm. universities kind of have people on site, yeah. and they have a bit of sustainability in their title, or they know about sustainability, but they're not practicing. Yeah. And so what we do is we take the practical aspects yeah. and deliver that out in a in a in a kind of uh, consumable format. And then what we do is we we're already. Um, getting customers from the UK. And so we'll be expanding pretty rapidly over the next while. We've, we're just closing off an investment round um, to allow us to really start growing. But it sounds
2: like that that's impactful. It's, you know, stuff we can do today to make a difference rather than, hey, I now know all about it, but I don't have a plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? No, no, yeah. no. That's that, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. The message, if you go on the website, what the, the message is learn how to do this yeah. immediately and put together yeah. a plan and then implement the plan. And we'll take you on that journey. Sounds great. Best of luck Mm. with that. Thank you.
0: Anthony Quigley, thank you very much for your time and joining us here in Tech Talks today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Anthony. both of you. you. Talk to you soon. That was Anthony Quigley, um, CEO, founder of multiple edtech businesses and SaaS organizations. Uh, Anthony's a super engaging guy. Um, Very passionate about, you know, getting people to a better place through education and, and identifying niches in, in, in maybe traditional education such as coding, uh, corporate governance, uh, sustainability. Um, he's, he's, he's very passionate about what he does and been very successful and uh, somebody that, you know, will will see a lot more of his products come to market and, um, you know, I think it's a... It's a the point there probably stuck with me most is that less than 1% of boards seem to be qualified Um, so there's there's certainly 99% of the market to be covered Um, if that is of interest to you uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or to listen to our podcast subscribe to us on uh, Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts thanks